Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 495 for the week of March 8th, 2019. March 9th, actually. Someone mistyped this. I'm Chris Privetier. I'm your host. Anna Marie Privetier joins me. I like Nickelback. Uh, and she's not lying, is the bad part. Uh, she's got my cold from last week, so she's very angry at me and has made me host this week. Also joining us, Kelly Ryan. You deserve that cold for liking Nickelback. Yep. Uh, Josh Carpenter. I don't know what I did to deserve these horrible allergies I'm oh. having. <laughs> you put your cat in the cabinet. That's the problem. Oh, okay, that's yeah. it. That's why you did it. Yep. Uh, we're all um, <laughs> talking. I think everyone on the cast has a cat doing something weird right now. And uh, so with that, we're ready to go. woo And you're joining us, of course. Thank you, dear listeners, for watching. And we're joined with the chat room at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. We should get going with what you've been playing. Anna-Marie, what have you been playing this week? Um, okay, well, I finished World Tree Marche, and I'm still upset because it's a good game with a terrible translation. Ha-ha! Um, and then I was like, all That'll right, show so you. I have, like, these physical games that people have bought me as gifts, and... Oh, is, uh, is Marche a Chemco alert, or no? No. Yeah. It's... No? No. It just it's, feels like it. <laughs> it's Circle Entertainment, which is why I'm upset, oh, okay. because they've done way better translations than this. E- even worse than some of theirs, man. Yeah. So... I I popped in the longest five minutes, which I've had almost since it came out. Someone bought it for me, and then I shoved it in a drawer and forgot about it. Um, so yeah, the premise of this game is is you are the hero of legend flashback, and you're standing in front of the big bad final boss, the Demon King, and you can't remember anything. And you've got five minutes to get your crap together and figure out why you're here and what you're doing. (coughs) And you do so in a series of flashbacks. So things that either the bad guy says or your allies say trigger memories and you jump back into them. And they're all like little bite-sized portions of of like a classic JRPG adventure. The very Dragon Quest-y. And I really love the way that this game flows. It feels really good. My one complaint about the game is that um, the encounter rate in the flashbacks is way too high. Um, The nice thing is, is the hero does learn a repel spell fairly early in the game. I think at about the two minute mark. That's Um, pretty early. That is pretty early. Um, No, I, I mean like, Two minutes on the two minutes the time, is like the, twenty the to thirty timer. percent in the game, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember this. Yeah. Where it's... So it, it's there's a timer during the final boss scenes where you're talking with him, and it slowly ticks upwards, and then you go into a flashback, and then you come back out. It's like that's right, I remember. And um, yeah, there's like a crazy plot twist at the four minute mark. Yeah, um, when you're back in your memories, it's like very Dragon Quest-esque where it's like, uh, you know, there's your menu and there's the enemies lined up and you choose what to do um, and it's all first person. And then when you're on the screen itself, it's like little um, pixel sprites and you run run around dungeons. Um, There is, of course, the requisite um, hot springs scene. (laughs) Of course. Do the guys peek in on the girls? Well, how'd you guess, Chris? I don't know. Um, and here's the thing that I think is really cool is um, 
every almost every memory has like little trophies that you can acquire because the idea is is you've forgotten everything even though you're very high level so you get to re you get to gain re-experience <laughs> i do like that That's that was thing. that was such a cool touch yeah. and so um the best way to gain re-experience is to do the little trophies that are associated with each memory scene. And so <clears throat> there'll be things like, hey, do this little side quest. Or it'll be like, hey, go through this optional dungeon. Or it'll be like, hey, um, talk to this NPC and solve their problem. Um, and you can go back into your memories um, because sometimes there are me- like, so like in the, in the bath, in the hot spring scene, you can either choose not to peep in on the girls or to peep in on the girls and get the best ending from, from choosing to do that. And so each of those are completely separate trophies. And so you have to go into that memory at least twice to get the most experience out of them. Well, how do you commit which one is what happened? It's the last one that you do is the one that gets committed. All right. So like, um, you know, there are two memories at the minute six mark and, um, which one you get is based on who you choose to be the decoy versus who your, who powers up their attack. Um, and so if you want to change which memory you get of the two of those, you go, um, into the chapter log and you go to that decision point and you choose the other person. So yeah, you can, you can, you not only can you jump in and out of your memories, these like little bite-sized RPG pieces, (coughs) but you can also go back to, um, earlier parts of your fight with the demon Lord or the demon King and choose the, choose different decisions of like things that you say to him and stuff. Okay. And I think my favorite part is you can, at one point he like offers, um, <coughs> to let you rule the world with him or something? Yeah, basically. And so you can actually choose bad endings. Yeah. <coughs> and Whoa. they are epic. Are they? You definitely want to choose them. Because when you jump out of them, it's like, no, no, that was a terrible nightmare. That can't be a real memory. I guess they're epic enough to spawn off another game series. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I I liked that game way more than I thought I would. Um, there's two good endings. It's just a bummer you can't get them both in the same gameplay because it leaves like these like holes in your memory. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. And then there's an eShop sale this week. And I've wanted to play a case of distrust for a little while because it looked like a cool um, like film noir visual novel. Um, and yeah, so you play a female detective in the 1920s and no one respects you because you're a woman um and you get this case from this guy and he gets a letter threatening his life and he's a bootlegger in san francisco during prohibition and you kind of have to figure out all right how do you get the letter who's threatening him who else might be responsible for the bootlegging and then there's a plot twist in the middle of the game and all of a sudden you have to figure out um if there's a murder. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anne's having trouble surviving right now. Um, both A Case of Distrust, uh, Distrust and 1979 um, Revolution Black Friday are on sale right now on the eShop. If you're just making them up, they're both really cheap. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, a few weeks ago, I was talking about the fact that I wanted to play Dragon Quest Builders, um, but the way I would play it is on Switch, and that I was going to wait for it to be on sale. And um, Jason, one of our listeners, decided that he didn't want to wait for me, wait for it to be on sale, and he sent me a copy of the game. Oh, thanks, Jason. So thank you, Jason. I've been playing Dragon Quest Builders. So I'm still in the first chapter, but I'm having a lot of fun. That's a good game. I am enjoying it. I'm I'm using a like a platinum speedrun guide mm-hmm. to kind of get myself situated because I remember when I played this originally on PS4, I'm like I'm running around and I'm not really sure what I should be doing. So this gave me sort of like, all right, here's all of the things you will need for the chapter. Go get them. And I'm like I can do that, and then I just play through the chapter. I j- I just loved running around ex- exploring and getting like the little hidden ch- achievements for each chapter, like uh, k- kill the dragons. Um, it's usually like killing super bosses or something. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's all. Everything that I've been playing this week. Alrighty, Kelly, what you been doing? Oh boy! Oh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I, I had a bit of a breakup this weekend with uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, I thought you had stopped playing a while ago. Oh, I I had stopped playing a while ago, but. There's a new patch dropping this week. Okay. And oh, is, are decide... they going to make the expansion good? Oh no, no. Oh, they're, okay. They're, they're, they're going to make things worse. Well, what? I, I don't. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't, I don't know if I'm being hyper, hyperbolic or not. Um, they rounded up all of the portals into a Portal Rim now in Stormwind and Orgamar, which is great. But they also decided to take away all of the portals and new new Dalaran. Oh. Like the ones that take you to the old raids like Caverns of Time yeah. and Karazhan and stuff like that. And when the players were kind of asking, why, why are you getting rid of all these portals? They're, they're really handy. The response was, what could you possibly be doing in Caverns of Time right now? What? Yeah. You're kidding, and, and right? it's like, uh, lots of us like to run old raids for transmog gear and pets. And... I've been really irritated with their kind of dismissive attitude towards things for a while now, but that one just kind of like was the final nail in the coffin because their excuses that they're wanting to make the world feel, feel bigger. But if you want to make the world feel bigger then actually put things interesting in it, don't just take portals away. So are they going to take flying away next? (laughs) That'll uh, make it feel bigger, to. right? Yeah. Well, no, they, they like literally tried to in Warlords, and people got really upset. And that's why we have the flying system that we have now, where you have to like do a whole crap ton of achievements just to unlock uh, flying in the new zones. So, I, I finally unsubbed. I don't know when I'm going to be back. Probably when they announce a new expansion. We'll we'll see. I don't know where they're going to go next. But aren't you intrigued by Jaina's character development? Oh, uh, not, not No, not really, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, oh, look, you it's uns- the Blizzard story again. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you, when you unsub, they give you an exit interview where it's like, well, what's wrong? So I checked practically everything. <laughs> You're and... insensitive, arrogant jerks who don't know what yeah. people like about playing your game? Yeah. <laughs> and... 
you know, I, I was like kind of upset afterwards. And it's like, well, if, my husband was like, well, of course you're upset because me and you like practically played this. That's what we did together while we was dating. Yeah. So I, um, I was like, well, crap, what am I going to do? Because I, I like having an M- MMO. To so play. you subscribe you know, I... to Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> you know, no. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that one. Final Fantasy so, 14? No. no one else does either. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I realized like, well, wait a minute. I have a decent PC now. Why not just play Final Fantasy 14? <gasps> Yay! Get caught Is up Is this your that. first time? No, I, oh. um... I pl- I played a Realm Reborn on PS3 back when it came out, like um, October 2013, and I played through like the main scenario, and then I think after that was when um, was when I got laid off of work, so I ended up having to cancel that account mm-hmm. and never just never went back to it. So I picked up the PC version. Um, the collection that has like all three expansions for like 60 bucks. And I'm, I was happy that it actually transferred over my PS4 character or my PS3 character. That way I didn't have to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. So now I have to go watch those... all the old cutscenes to remember what happened. I, I have a vague understanding oh, okay. of what happened. It so was, you could do uh... that in the guild hall. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm doing the scenario that, or the, scenario quest that lead up to heavensward i mm. went and killed the boogle king heavensward is the best yeah um, so you'll i don't fun know if that. i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna hit a gear wall at some point you sh- um if you do ask for advice because there's ways to easily get around that nowadays yeah and i also had to, to go <laughs> i had to talk myself out of not spending 30 dollars on that fat cat mount oh yeah yeah. But that was kind of easy, given that I I spent sixty on the entire game. Uh, it's like, yeah, maybe a hundred bucks on fourteen is a bad idea right this second. But that's what I'm playing right now. I that, you know, I like playing MMOs on the weekends. Just I like putting on Netflix and just kind of z- zoning out to them. So I'll I'll see how far I'm gonna get in this. I would like to get completely caught up before Stormblood. Oh, out. you should be able to do that. I mean, it's only like 40 to 60 hours of story content, so... Oh, oh only. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's like a single-player RPG. That's my favorite yeah. part of the whole thing. It's like, cool. And I think I'm in you guys' free company. Yeah, I should be. So... Oh, we'll man, see I haven't logged goes. in forever. I should log back in and start running airships again. Mm-hmm. Um, I also finished up Etrian Odyssey Nexus. I didn't know if I was going to finish it up before the podcast started. Because um, I, I was in that last shrine and all ready to be done. And I was like, oh, there's a completely other uh, labyrinth to go through. Because I had already hit the level cap at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very frustrating. Like, I just want to turn enemy encounters off and get through this last labyrinth. Because I have no reason to fight anything now. I have to admit, like Brave, the Bravely series really spoiled me on being able to turn off encounters when you don't need them anymore. Yeah. And I wish more RPGs would do that. Yeah, I don't know if Anne ever got to that to maxed out level or not, but uh, she says no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
So now I don't know what I'm going to play next. Uh, more 14. I, well, yeah, I mean, more 14, but, you know, as far as just kind of ca- casual um, gaming goes, because I've got Monster Mana piece that I want to play for um, a backtrack. Uh, I actually picked up Steam World Dig 1 and 2 on the, that sale that was oh, going Oh, have you on. not played those before? I've played Steam World Dig, uh-huh. but only on um, 3DS. And when I loaded up it loaded it up on Switch, I was like, "Oh my God, you can actually see everything." There's no <laughs> so I kind of got sucked into it again. Yeah, it's fun. And I, I really wanted to play through SteamWorld Dig Two because I, I really enjoyed the first one. I I didn't pick up Heist just because I Heist didn't sound interesting to me. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Heist, so I want to do it. But every time I look at it, I'm like, "Do I want to do it?" So I always get confused. Yeah, I don't. It looks like very XCOM-y tactical. Right. Yeah. But D- Dig, I love, and I, don't, I might end up playing through Dig Dig again because it's only like a five-hour game. Yeah, it's not bad. And then Dig Two's longer. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a more fleshed-out Metroidvania. So. Yeah, and and I need to finish uh, Trails of Cold Steel. I didn't get a chance. Oh, to play right, it. you were playing that. So that's yeah, what, I didn't. You should be playing that for the next twenty years. What are you doing? Yeah. I was really busy this week, so I did not get much of a chance to play that at all. I'm like on. Uh, How many games do you end... think you're supposed to play every week? That's a lot of game to try yeah. and take on, especially if you want to finish Trails. Mm. I mean, I'm like on the very end of chapter five, either five or six, where you're actually doing the opening scenario. Josh mm-hmm. probably knows what I'm talking about. Yep, yep, where you're at the giant cannons. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you you're two finally, know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're, you're finally back around. You've only got like another 20 hours after that. Okay. <laughs> cool. Something like that. Only another 20 hours. Yeah. Well, Trails is one of those then games. Then you can play the next sit, one. <laughs> yeah. Where I sit down and I know I'm in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So I've got to make sure that I have plenty of time to kind of get where I want to be at the end of my play session. So if I've only got two hours that night, then I'm either playing 14 or something portable. But I, I still have like till September to at least finish Trails too. So, who knows? At I'm probably September could be even later. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Cool. All right. So I, uh, in addition to my normal Diablo three addiction that I've been going through lately, um, I kind of backed off it a little bit. I had a real busy week, so I didn't get to play as much as normal. So I had some rest in there. Um, I played a little bit of Smash Bros. on Switch, um, just trying to get back into that. And I'm trying to figure out why, but I just can't seem to get myself excited to play the spirit mode right now. And I'm, I'm, I don't know why. It's like I want to play a more hardcore RPG or like something more with stats and progression rather than just beating things up with Kirby. So I think what the answer is, I need to start learning other characters. And that's where I'm going to... Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, maybe I'll ask Peter. Oh, go ahead. Who have you unlocked? Oh, lots of people, but I don't look at them. Oh. I just play keep Kirby with like an evil looking palette because okay. he's the hero of this game. <laughs> like, literally, as soon as I unlocked Marth, that's who I played a good chunk of the game as. I have not unlocked what... Marth. Um, well, there's like a three way branch 
with that it's like Marth and two other characters and once you do one one of those characters at the that branch you can't unlock any of the other ones for a while. Right, that's what happened to me. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to unlock Marth as soon as possible because I I really did good with Marth. And then I ended up unlocking Captain Falcon and pl- I I think I played the majority of the game with Captain Falcon up until unlocking Cloud. Cool. Yeah, I need to do something else because I'm just what I've noticed is all I do is I sit there and I jam smash on the right stick and I do Kirby's little drop like a thwomp from the sky thing on things until they die. And then if I lose, I just reload the map and do it again. I'm like, this isn't fun gameplay. I either need to get better or try some other characters and maybe that'll help me try other moves. (laughs) Uh, That's what I did with Captain Falcon and Falcon Punch for the majority of the game. (laughs) It's got to get old at some point, don't you think? I I was pretty hooked on it. All right, you're after Christmas. <laughs> All right, well, uh, um, so that that's for that. Um, oh right. After listen, I've been catching up on some gaming podcasts. I'm way behind on the things I like to listen to, and they were talking about Kingdom Hearts. So I ventured in my basement and I found Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remix and Kingdom Hearts 2.8, whatever the hell that one's called, um, and brought them upstairs and opened them. I now have them sitting on my coffee table and I've been looking at them, pondering. They're not on the coffee table anymore because I got tired of them being there. Well, it was, yeah, <laughs> all of a day or two. Like, that's how Anna could put up with that. So I'm I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, hmm. So I've played through two completion Kingdom Hearts 1 twice. So I don't need to play that again. I feel good about that. Um, it looks like the first thing, here's what's keeping me from jumping in and actually giving this a shot, is like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it for real. I'm going to put in that first disc and start from where I left off, which means booting up chain of memories and at least trying it and i just don't know if i can do that to myself (laughs) um chain of memories on the console version if you play it on easy is pretty easy to get through and if you just look up a guide on how to build out your deck yeah properly because there's a lot of hidden things i'm gonna be repeating this on backtrack later this week but there's a lot of hidden things about the deck building that the game doesn't explicitly tell you about and looking up a guide basically mid max that stuff and playing it on easy you'll get through it um in about i want to say 10 to 20 hours give or take i don't know that might be more time than that game deserves uh um <laughs> if you don't want to go through it then you could just you know kind of get the story to figure it out all right so there's rechain i guess it's rechain of memories right okay yeah so I'll, I, I will try it and see how i feel about it and make a decision if i want to go through it or not right and if i don't i'll just read one of the 85 summaries that tells me about what's going on there then after that, it's the 358 over two days, but it's just movies. And I'm assuming that's because the game itself is garbage and they didn't want to bother porting it or something? I don't I don't think they ported it just because going from DS to uh, HD would have been way too much oh, c- work. Right, because, uh, you know, GBA to PS2 was so easy, right? Well, yeah, yeah. but there was a PS... 
I mean, that was a Japan one. Yeah, they had already they, they, they did the they work remade, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, they remade that one from the ground up. I would imagine that a ground up remake of three five eight would have been a lot more work than they wanted to put into. Is three five eight over two days even worth watching? Yeah. It's two it, hours it of explains, cinematics. It explains a lot of what Roxas's deal is, which again you could find pretty easily in like just like in a, a five minute summary. So <laughs> s- supposedly. I mean, I, I watched the cutscenes too, but, you know, playing through it, you kind of really feel for Roxas and Axel. Okay. So, I mean, it depends on how much I mean, feels... if it's just a lot of watching people have emotional feels and eating popsicles, I don't know how much I care. Yeah, that's pretty much all that came through. <laughs> feels that and, is what it is, isn't pop- it? <laughs> yeah, feels and popsicles. <laughs> I knew it. Um... <sighs> All right, so then Kingdom Hearts 2 would be next, and uh, definitely playing that one. That's kind of the yeah. point. Like, definitely would play the, the actual game. Um, everybody at RP Gamer says, Birth by Sleep Final Mix totally should play. Yes, that, that you have to play Birth by Sleep to get Because I hear from other podcasts, like, oh, just skip all the side games. And I'm like, that doesn't jive with what I hear over at RP Gamer. No, you have. If you don't play Birth by Sleep and jump right into 3, you're going to be pretty lost because a lot of characters yeah the the, the events in birth by sleep the but isn't everybody that, the same person in this game anyway so it doesn't really matter right i, I mean <laughs> on a fundamental level yes but and, and you, know, you want to play birth by sleep because birth by sleep is really good it's good okay so then after that would be recoded cinematics no yeah no you don't even need to watch this oh really that because that's just like, reconstructing Sora's memory. So that is your summary of previous games sort of thing, or no? Yeah, well, it literally recoded is just a note that Mickey sends at the end of two, <laughs> and that explains what's in the note, and it sets up Dream Drop Distance. Is it important at all? No. Oh, so it's a note, and you... Wait, but then I won't know what's on the note. But I don't need to know what's on the it, note? It, the note is basically, come play Dream Drop Distance. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so then I pop in 2.8, and let's see, what do you get in 2.8? You get Dream Drop Distance, right? Um, now, that one, that one sets up three, what's going to be going on in three. Um, You could probably skip it. Yeah. And that version of Dream Drop Distance is very awkward because it was meant to be with the DS, and you have those spirits that you... Uh, that are your party members that like you have to play mini games in order to level up and grow. Are the games fun? Mm, okay. Not All right. Really. Cool. It's... Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So then, maybe skip Dream Drop Distance. Um, then there's Point Two Birth by Sleep, which is a prequel game set in the past or something. Yeah, that's like a two-hour game. Is um, that worth playing? It's basically a tutorial for three. Oh, goodness. Um, and all that does is explain a cutscene in one. Oh, for good. In Kingdom Hearts 1? Yeah. Okay. At the of Kingdom Hearts 1. All right. <laughs> but once, once again, not important. It's a very uh, kind of retcon-y. So can kind of skip that, or do I need to see the retcon to understand where they're going? No, not particularly. Okay. And then Kai back cover. Um, 
that goes into the mobile game stuff and the mobile game stuff is like why the world is the way it is um that goes into the keyblade war and all of the stuff in the past like even before the events of birth by sleep keyblade Um, wars yeah (laughs) um oh it's an hour (laughs) yeah it's just a film okay yeah and (sighs) like all of that like that that movie isn't even going to make sense if you don't even know what's been going on in the mobile game and there are summaries of the mobile game on youtube but really it's just war and stuff there's one thing that comes up in three but even then that doesn't really get answered kelly what i'm hearing here is that 2.8 is totally optional yeah yeah it is um Anna, you wanted to play Dream Drop Distance, though. That's why you had me buy that originally. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I if you want to play Dream Drop just to, Distance just to play something fun, I enjoyed Dream Drop Distance I, When a lot, I asked so. you if the minigames were fun, your answer was, eh. Well, I, I know your taste, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed Dream Drop Distance, but... All right. It, it, you know, if you're wanting like the Crash Course in Kingdom Hearts, it's it's totally one optimal. two in Birth by Sleep. Yeah, basically, yeah. And then everything else that I need will probably be covered in a summary dialogue in three. Yeah. Or, or, or do I read the eighty-five thousand page uh, timeline document? Yeah, I mean, you could even watch. No. You could even watch the summary videos in three oh. and be okay. Oh, they have summary videos in three. Yeah. yeah. There's more summary videos? Yeah. It, it, they, it's because remember, it beginning. came out on Xbox One, and yeah. nothing Kingdom Hearts has come out on Xbox well, before Did they 3. put the story so far out on there? Nope. No. no. That's PS4 only. Oh, this game. Should I give a crap at all about playing Kingdom Hearts? You can't I, answer that for me, I know. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not how fair. How much... I mean, how much do you like Disney? I like Winnie the Pooh and Mickey. And um, there's no Final Fantasy characters in 3, and that's what's ruining it for me, okay? Let's just get to right to the point. <laughs> and I think Nomura said that they kind of moved past the need for having Final Fantasy yeah, characters and then the later kind of stepped back on that when he realized that, well, people like the Final Fantasy characters. It's and... like... You understand the the whole thing was Kingdom Hearts or Disney cross Final Fantasy. You took out the Final Fantasy. Hmm. It's okay. They were all the same person anyway or something like that. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the fact that Aaron shows up in two and it's like literally it's his story after the events of Final Fantasy X, which... You know, his his fate in Final Fantasy X made me ball like an idiot and depressed mm-hmm. for three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of meant a lot to me. And then Zack shows up in uh, Birth by Sleep. So, who, who knows? I, I wish that they would have at least... You know, they should have had the boy band at least show up in three. I'm sorry. The right? boy band? The Final Fantasy yeah. 15 cast. Oh, yeah. that boy band. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That would have been good. They could have even been a boy band playing in Twilight Town. It would have been amazing. 
I've discovered a new... They should have had them as kids in a restaurant. Yep. I've discovered a new... With a ratatouille? Yes. Yes. Him him and Remy should have paired up. Yep. Done. Why are we better game designers than Square Enix? Um, Because Tetsu Nomura is the answer to that question. I've wondered that for years. And it's not just us. A lot of people are better game designers. (laughs) I I like his character designs. He's a good character designer, but a terrible writer, unfortunately. (laughs) Hey, remember what Tim Rogers said, Anna? He actually, they went and did it. So don't criticize him. All right. That leaves Josh. Oh, goodness. Yes, it does. Josh, you've um, been playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. I've been playing good Final Fantasy. You've been cheating on Mariage. (laughs) I did play a little bit of Mariage, but I didn't get anywhere. It is more mindless grinding. Uh, um, so what you're saying is is you're playing Final Fantasy IX while you're grinding in Mariage? Yeah, yeah I could, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> uh, Like, Kelly talking about Bravely Default reminded me that I really do like the uh, cheats that are in the, the Switch version of Final Fantasy IX. Because, mm-hmm. like, it fixes some of the... I, I've had that happen a couple of times in IX where I was... Either I wasn't paying careful enough attention to where it told me to go or it didn't do a good enough job of telling me where to go next. And then I kind of like skipped ahead to the next thing you're supposed to go and do on the world map and then it just blocks you. And then, you know, thankfully you can these days you can just look it up online, find out where you're supposed to go. And then you could just turn off all the encounters and run back and turn up the speed and just run back and be back to where you're supposed to be in like a minute and a half. If you're riding a chocobo, does that mean you get luck block? No. <laughs> oh God. I was gonna say, Josh, you need the authentic Final Fantasy IX experience with a strategy guide that only tells you half of what you actually need to know, and you need to have an internet connection to want to know find the, the rest of the story. Log in to PlayOnline.com. <laughs> oh no, that's right. Oh, that strategy guide. Well, and Square Enix was like repeatedly putting out pleas on their social media not to write guides and not to put out spoilers for Nine. <laughs> oh, that was they, that before they learned that. that lesson. Yeah, you say that like they've learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. I, I and and it's learn... like we want people to experience it for real. Well, no, you still made it as obtuse and hard to figure out on your own as before. It's just now you want us to buy your guide and go to play online. And subscribe to Final Fantasy XI. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, pretty much. I, I did... I'm, I'm if like... you like what you see here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 90s and their revenue models. <laughs> uh, the I'm... 90s? This is what we live in now, Josh. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. YouTube. <laughs> true enough, true enough. Some things don't change. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm slowly making progress in that. I got to be on the third disc by now. Like I, I got to work. I got to uh, see Kuja, and yeah, I, I kind of think that Kuja and Stalin would have gotten gotten along together pretty well. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> Kuja is like the video game version of Boy George. <laughs> Makeup is on point. 
Do you really wanna hurt me? Wait, is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's him. I could just see I, him I, singing that too. <laughs> yeah, I had the Make huge uh, that huge cutscene where he fights. Um, slight spoilers for Final Fantasy <gasps> IX for the people who haven't done it after all these years, like me. <laughs> You know, you get to that huge part in the middle of the game where Kuja fights Bahamut, and you have the huge explosions everywhere, and he comes away with one tiny little scratch and a little bit of blood coming down his forehead. And you're just mm-hmm. like, what the, what on earth was that? He's like that twink character in D&D that has been so min-maxed, you hate playing with them. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of min-maxing characters, I also played a little bit of Anthem when it was uh, actually connecting for me this week. Whoa, yeah. all right. So, what? <laughs> are you enjoying your high-level weapons as you keep continuing the grind, Josh? <laughs> yes, I have. So if you haven't heard, there's a, a story that came out. They did an analysis. The level one starting weapon is stronger than the master worked version that you get at max level. Mm-hmm. There was like a bug in how they were doing the scaling. Have they like fixed was, it? Yeah, yeah. I think oh. it got fixed. I haven't checked, but I it, I think it got fixed today. It looks like it did in the patch well, I'm notes. I'm glad that, that you know they had today. some end users to fix that or to point that out to them. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently it must have been a bug with the way they're doing the scaling between all the different characters, you know, because they scale all the enemies depending on all the different characters that are in, uh, Mm -hmm. that are fighting in a mission. And so there was some weird bugs depending on like the, uh, uh, the, the level of the items that you had equipped. So it could work out that the level one weapons were more powerful than even the late game weapons were because of the way they did the scaling. Oh, Anthem. You, oh, you, Anthem. You just keep bringing us more joy. Yeah, How you like an Anthem, Josh? Oh, man. Are you done with it yet? Good. No, still not. Why? Like, I just realized today... Like, oh, are you I... stuck in that stupid finish all the achievements section? Yes, oh. yes. I noticed my last... The thing I'm missing is this achievement you have to do where you have to... Uh, do like combos 15 times and i had not even no clue what the hell the combos were and i had to go on it sounds like I they weren't the... actually counting from the beginning of the game either necessarily they may not have been yeah but but they don't explain really how to do them or what they are in the game i had to go and look it up and read online what they were how to do them what all oh, you guys you gamers you complain about when we d- put too many tutorials in then you complain when we don't put tutorials in you just can't be satisfied can you Josh? pretty much no i can't be satisfied no no afraid not <laughs> yeah the ui in this game just as a whole is just oh. Like they they are bad about explaining that kind of stuff. It's just totally obtuse, and about the only way you'll figure a lot of this stuff out is to go and read online to tell you how to do this th- stuff. I mean, they, like with that, with doing the combos, it, it doesn't explain it in the game. And the only way you'll know that, like, you have to both like set up an enemy for a combo, and then you have to have a weapon that triggers it. So you and the only way it tells you on the different items and abilities, like there's like one tiny little circle that will tell you that sets up. This is a weapon that will set up a combo. And then there's another tiny little item, you know, a tiny little thing on the 
on the various abilities that will tell you it will trigger ones. And then you have to also be careful and go in and actually read in the description because certain things that will, will only, you know, like certain things that trigger will only trigger certain types of combos. So like some of them will only trigger fire combos and some of them will only trigger acid combos. And so you have to like, if, especially if you're trying to do this one, you know, single player and you don't have a well set up party to fit, you know, to kind of coordinate this, you have to go in and very carefully set up your javelin to, to have the right set, of, you know, the right combination so that you can actually do combos yourself. It's just, oh, some of this stuff is just a pain. And I'm, I, you know, I've still been stuck with more, you know, more connection bugs, more that kind of stuff. I was going to play a bunch yesterday and couldn't get in at all in the morning. And then in the afternoon, even worse, like I could get into the uh, the main Fort Tarsus area. But every time I would start a mission, I would go through all the way through the loading screen for a new mission. And then it would crash and bounce me back to the main main screen delightful yeah exactly it's just the worst and i mean like i've had a couple of uh, i mean final fantasy 9 has not been the the switch version of that has not been bug free but the one thing they added to nine another thing they added to it is there's an autosave feature so in nine every single time every single time you're doing any i i don't know how often it's doing it but the the couple times i've gotten the game over and the couple of times i've had crashes it's saved just like mere seconds from before where i was so you know i lose almost no time just closing the game down reopening it hit continue and you're right back going again cool. unlike anthem where it's like <laughs> you know minutes multi-minute long loading well, screen i mean you can't you shouldn't be comparing a modern game to an old game like that like we can't do those sorts of features anymore we've lost the technology that was back in the golden age of video game programming with the techniques that have been lost to humanity for the rest of time are you high <laughs> no you've but you, you had me listening to the stupid sci-fi book last night anna so that sort of craps on my mind yeah so brandon sanderson i'm a few months behind but brandon sanderson put out what i think is a new young adult um, book about a girl who wants to be a pilot after um, humans have crash landed on a alien planet, and uh, yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> Thanks for that non secateur. Yeah, sorry. What have I been playing? I've been playing listen to audiobooks because I've been too sick. No, you already talked about what you played. Yeah, well, I'm butting into Josh's time. All Please, right, Josh, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I Josh. played anything new. That sounds more interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sounds> more... <laughs> it's really good. Yeah the the um the reader I've never run into them before, but they are really good. Yeah, they they like differentiate characters just enough that I feel like I can tell who is whom just by how she's I mean, talking. It's basically Sanderson's take on Ender's Game. So what's Ender's Game? Um. A really good sci-fi novel written by a homophobe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. delightful. Well, I'll stick to well, Sanderson. Thanks. Well, lots of the old sci-fi authors are, yeah, you don't want to Misogynistic homophobes? Yeah. 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 I yeah. say. Like, but that a novel's reason, really good, there's, Anna. There's a, region, there's a reason C.J. Terry writes under a pseudonym. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whack job libertarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, yeah. What? Anyway. Let's... Okay. Yeah, well, we're going to move on. We're, we're going to move on because I think that's everything that everybody's been playing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, it Chris. is time, Anna. 
Anna, are you excited to play VR on your Switch? Um, I I liked Kelly's response to this. Nintendo's coming out with a piece of cardboard, Anna. Yeah, Labo VR. And uh, Kelly's comment was my favorite. I forgot what I said. Finally, (laughs) Finally, VR VR I can afford. Well, yeah, because it's cardboard. (laughs) Other than that, it's Google Cardboard and an Android phone. I'm I'm looking forward to dropping my switch on the floor when <laughs> trying to hold that thing on my face. Oh, what about the uh, extremely ergonomic elephant face grip? <laughs> that looks awesome. <laughs> so what do we so think about this? You I'm notice just, they didn't I'm show conf- any gameplay footage. Yeah, from I'm just I'm play. confused by this because Chris has brought up a really good point. These things don't look easy to hold. And they're yeah. supposed to be for children. So I want to see this in somebody's hands before I make any further complimentary or disparaging remarks. Well, I just, there's a lot of moving parts of cardboard. That's where I'm like, huh? Um, <laughs> the cardboard and moving don't work were... well together. Or this one I where thought... he's got his foot on part of it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little concerned about a kid like stomping too hard on their controller. Yeah, I, well, I thought that children weren't supposed to play around with VR. Um, older uh, than seven. Okay. And that's just because of a lack of studies, not because anyone knows anything bad. Yeah. That's the pick the number out of the middle of the air. Kind no, of no, it isn't. It's the seven is the age that um, you're supposed to give children their first screen time. Ha 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 ha. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how long we wait. Yeah, under I, two is supposed to be no screen time, and then under seven is supposed to be When I hear parents who time. actually do that, I feel like after they've described how they've gotten to that, it feels like they've you know been torturing their child. Uh, well, it's probably what unfair. Is this now? Oh, that you shouldn't put kids in front of a screen before they're seven. Like Why? TV and stuff like that. And is nothing that... at all until they're at developmental. Least two. I don't know. Yeah, it's a developmental. You know, it was interesting. Um, before. Um, I'm not a parent. What would I know about before such the, arcane Before the matters? RP game reforms kind of became dodo-ish. Um, dodo-ish. We, we had a really interesting thread going between two people um, that had basically had a kid at the same time. And they were one of them was like, absolutely no screen time. And the other one's like, we gave our baby an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the iPad is now programming for NASA. Pretty much. No, that's not true. No, no, I know. No, I'm kidding. No, it was just, it was sort of interesting because it was like, you know, um, each kid was hitting different developmental markers. You can't, the dumb part is taking two kids and trying to measure performance between them as they hit developmental markers and then making broad sweeping generalizations about it. Like, um, they're different people yeah and they're going to develop differently <clears throat> you can't make any conclusions from how it went for this child versus this child what science is a lie <laughs> no it's just I, not I you're not doing science <laughs> but chris studies both tell me that chocolate is good for you while you're pregnant and the worst thing you could possibly have okay. anyways carry on no i i just i th- that cracks me up because i could log on to a commodore when i was like five years old because i knew the commands had on how to get to the games yes. and do you still remember that command set uh l-o-a-d comma eight comma one return see 
It sticks with you, and that's awesome yeah. because that gives you a frame of reference when somebody makes uh, a nostalgic hacking game and they <laughs> they reference yeah. that, and that's the best. <laughs> Chris is gonna have a kid, and like in the hospital after it's born, he's just gonna stick an iPad to his face. No, I, I was gonna say what cracks me up is when people are like. I'm not going to let my kid have an Xbox until they can beat Silver Surfer on Nintendo. That's right. What, what? I'm going to do is we're going to start our kid with a 186, and then we'll graduate him to a 286. That... They're not allowed to use modern computers until after they've mastered putting together a Pentium 486DX system on their what own. What is this hot garbage? <laughs> yeah, parents, parents do that. They gatekeep their kids like that. Like, you must experience technology like I experience technology. But why? Let's go out and start farming, son. I just, I don't Until you can build your own silicon foundry, you're not allowed to use an iPad. What? See, when you said let's go out. Important life skills. Let's go out and go farming. I thought you meant, like, going and killing stuff and wow. So that they could put no, that's what I thought out. too. Actually, did you yeah. actually, I actually mean like meant plant farming, things? Farming because oh. we don't have technology until we've learned how to make uh, technology ourselves. We have to Look, invent electricity. I have, I have the best answer for that. What Harvest Moon? Mm. <laughs> well, he has to, earn, he has to learn how to program a farming sim before he can play a farming sim. <sighs> maybe we should. Works. Maybe, maybe we should move on to. Versus... Oh no, 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 no! I, I have, I have a better idea. Um, we take our child, and um, you know what? I don't think I should be allowed to have a child. I'm kind of coming to that conclusion, that's, too. That's my, yeah. You know, I'm just happy right now making cats productive members of society. Oh, how's that going? Um, well, I have a cat on Has my desk Has any of them right graduated now. that program? Um, I mean, they sleep all day and they don't tear up stuff. That's improvement, <laughs> I guess. Improvement. They're less, not really productive, just less destructive members of society. Hey, that's good for a cat. Okay, that's yeah. gross. That's that's good. I'd, I'd kill if my cat would be less destructive. Certificate of unachievement. You haven't done anything terrible lately. <laughs> the problem Hasn't with raising cats is like constantly dealing with two-year-olds. Say what? Has it knocked anything valuable off the table lately? Yeah. Listen, if your cat stops doing that, I'm worried about your cat. Yes. It's not really a cat well, at that point. You've done something to it. Well, that was that's hilarious. You mentioned that one time when Ozzy was sick, I realized he was sick because he hadn't uh, brought any socks upstairs. There you because go. Because his thing is that he steals my socks out of my laundry basket and redistributes them around the house. And he now has his own laundry basket with his own socks. And every day, my oh, job. Oh, is that's to adorable! Them. I love yes. how we just capitulate to our cats like that. It's just the best. Uh, it keeps him happy. Yep. Because if he doesn't have socks to steal, then he'll steal panties. So. Pantsu, pantsu, yep. pantsu. <laughs> We should probably get into the news. What, if we are in the news. What's Yaga? Tell me what Yaga is, somebody. What's a Yaga? A boogeyman. Oh, okay. It's a new action RPG. From who? Uh, versus Evil? What have they made? Oh, they've made many things. Okay. 
if you expect me to name them, I can't. Let me look uh, it up. Oh, the Banner Saga? saga. Yeah, okay. they, this is the Banner Saga and Antihero. Okay. They're a publisher, excuse me. They they, they publish Banner Saga and Antihero. Um, Breadcrumbs Interactive looks to be the ones doing the development, and it's called Yaga, and it looks like a roguelike where things are kind of random, like even the story elements, and it's like they called it like a folktale where like... In this one, the, the blacksmith is lucky. In this one, the blacksmith is brave. In this one, he's looking for treasure. In this one, he's looking for a girl. And this one, his enemy is a wolf. And this one, his enemy is a giant bear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it looks run-based, and I don't know. So, yeah. There you go. Very dark fairy tale sort of thing. Yeah. I like the art style. Yep. So, look forward to that coming sometime in 2019. We have Dream Story Origin. What is this? Do you remember what this one is, Anna? This is the one in... This is the Japanese PC game. What? Yeah, I know. What? Yeah. So it's from Studio Muma. Uh, It's turn-based RPG Dream Story Origin. Uh, It's going to be on Steam in Japan on March 22nd. What? Only on PC. So PC gaming is not traditionally very big in japan so this is like big deal it used to be i mean like for like fan games but not for like big major publishing type things not that this is necessarily a big major publishing thing either but uh so yeah you follow a young boy who visits dream worlds and solves the mysteries inside them so cool it's trippy really yeah it has some very trippy visuals yeah all right uh, we saw a couple trailers for the new game Judgment that's coming out in June. This is the follow-up from the Yakuza folks. Um, they're doing two localizations for this game. They're doing multiple localizations for this game. Well, they're doing two English localizations for this game. Yes, one and is I, for the English and one is for the Japanese. Yeah, so they have one that's a, here's what they said in Japanese, localized so you can understand it and make sense to you and your culture. And one like, here's like, we've written the script so that it sounds like something some who speaks English natively would say. And so, and that's the one being used for English voiceovers. And so they have two separate subtitle tracks for the two different... Games don't do this! No. It's also I'm being localized into figs. Yeah. And the French, Italian, but, German, I mean, that's Spanish normal, subtype? Right? No. What? I can't remember the last time a Jap a Yakuza game was translated into anything other than English. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is a big deal too. This is a big deal. They're spending lots of money on the localization. It's a fresh series. I guess they feel like they can justify it now. Um and yeah. So that's really cool. I like that they're doing this. I wish other companies would do it, but I don't I know they don't because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really cool. And you can actually watch both trailers and you can see kind of how things play out differently or sound a little differently. Like, oh yeah, this is made to appeal to more English audience. Like this is how you would write this in as an English speaker. And this is like, oh, that's totally like, I feel like I'm watching an anime. That's like how the Japanese guy would speak. And you both understand both. They're both translated. And it's like, whoa, cool. I wish everyone did this. <laughs> so, so which one would you want to play? Would you want the English? I think we're going to play uh, Japanese? the Japanese with English subtitles. I don't know. Yeah, me too. So I, I don't said, like his English I'm, voice. Oh, go ahead. I do. It doesn't sound like it should be coming out of that head. 
Okay. <laughs> it's like this ma- this voice does not match that body. <laughs> it's the first thing I noticed. Like, okay. Okay. Um, but then it's like, I don't know. It's like, like, it's totally different ways of going about it. But one, the only real issue I have with the English voiceover is like, you're writing it as an English speaking badass, but he's not. He's Japanese. <laughs> he's and, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. That's my th- that's my disconnect. I'm like I'm playing a game set very much in Japan. I'm, I, I, maybe maybe I've just been trained by playing all the Yakuza games that I'm like, oh, I want this in in Japanese because it kind of gets me into the world and the setting. But I mean, what I for liked some people, that's like really distracting. In the English version, I really liked not having to read anything and just focusing on the action and the and the acting of the character models. And yeah, so that's, that's what I don't want to give up. But yeah, that's that's why I do English uh, English voices in almost every game. Is said that because um, I, I read really slow and I have trouble seeing text, so I'd rather just hear the performances. I usually do too, unless there's just a really annoying. You know, like a really uh, a voice that I can't stand. And I'll oh yeah, swap over to Japanese. I th- I think for like one of the Star Oceans, I had to swap over to Japanese because a voice was just so grating on my nerves. Oh that I yeah, yeah. It. That I th- I, re- I remember a Star Ocean that was like that. <laughs> so the other thing, the other issue I have with the English thing is I don't think his English lines sound very badassy. They sound like something That's... a bad writer would think sounds like a badass. Oh. But you didn't like him going, objection! I mean, he does that in both versions. Oh, he does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just made me... Just a different word, but that was fine. Oh, it's like, oh, that Phoenix made right. me lose it. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. But, like, well, the line about... I'm uh, Like, there's a whole PlayStation blog entry on this and how they're doing two localizations. So you can read more about it and how um, they tease a little bit how, like... Oh, it was the right thing to do. It was like, okay, that's you're, nope. you're pandering Are... to me now. But um, <laughs> it was uh, they have like two different ways of like you can sue me, but that would be a bad idea. Or oh gosh, I'm gonna ruin it. So mm, they just they show off some of the lines side by side with screenshots, and I'm like, actually, the way I read that, he sounds like a better badass in Japanese. So I don't know. <laughs> Are both localizations gonna be on the same disc? Yep. Yes. Yeah. You'll just be able to choose. Yeah, and it sounds like you can switch back and forth fairly easily. Yep. That's the impression I got, too. So, that's exciting for Judgment, getting a cool new way of doing localization. Let's hope it starts a trend, and that this one doesn't tank. Um, Are are we okay with the weird thing they're doing with the release on that, where they're giving it away, what is it, four days early if you buy it digitally? Um, Sure. Why not? Early access has been a thing for a while. True enough. At least it's not as insanely complicated as Anthem, where they had a spreadsheet to figure out who got the game win. Yeah. That's I mean, what we're not okay with. All I right. mean, people who spend more on like uh, the Inevitable Collector's Edition will be upset, I guess. But I don't know. Also, we find out one of the characters is from the Tojo clan. Yeah. So that's crossover with Yakuza. Sorta. Of. Well, I mean, they've they've hinted that since the beginning, since the uh, the the 
And it's Camarocho, so it's the same city, right? So. Yeah. Same city, but they have the uh, the mascot from Onamichi who runs past him in one of the that's what one that, of the scenes. That's a character I should know? Okay. Yeah, that's from Yakuza 5. All right, that thing looked Kir- weird. Kiryu plays as, in Yakuza 5, Kiryu plays as the, uh, whatever, the mascot for the town, Onamichi. Oh, and goodness. And that's, that's the mascot. Jeez. So Epic. I assume that's their hint that Kiryu may show up at some point. Let's hope so. <laughs> I mean, if the guy's former Tojo clan, he probably... You would expect that to come up at some point. The dragon of Dojima always gets drug into, you know, everything that happens in Kamuro Draw. If you remember the old typing game with uh, the lady riding around on a fox epistory, they've announced a sequel to it called Nanotail. We got a trailer up for that on the site, so you can check that out. And it's just like, you know, you find creatures, you have to type words to deal with them. So if you want to type um, and RPG, <laughs> game's coming. Uh, when's that coming out? That is quarter three, 2019. I, I love that their features are all the different keyboards that it supports. Well, what else are you going to feature? <laughs> yeah. right? You can have Dvorak. <laughs> Beppo, Workman, Colmac. All right, yeah. Um, Creative Forge's uh, Western Tactical RPG Hard West is now out on the Switch for like 20 bucks with a 10% discount. I was like, you know, I remember looking at this and thinking maybe I wanted to try it. So I pulled up the RPG Gamer review and the review ends with, if you're looking for a really hard game to challenge you, you should play this game. And I was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> it has like cool book, bullet ricocheting things going on though. That's Hard West if you've been uh, wanting to play that portably. Grimshade's coming out this month on PC. That is the tactical RPG where one of the characters is a giant badger um, with a trench coat. If you want that, that's 20 bucks. It'll be on PC later this month and Switch later this year. And uh, it's set in the fantasy world of Rifa. And we got a video of that, so you can check that out. Um, Trendy Entertainment has rebranded. And they are going to try and do another Dungeon Defenders. Remember Dungeon Defenders? That that weird game? Yeah, that you uh, would... Uh, it's like a tower defense, but action-y. And, and RPG-y. And and then it turned into kind of microtransaction-y. And, and they yeah. said no thank you. Yeah, well, and then they made a sequel, and that was kind of okay, but nobody cared that much. Now, now they're rebranding. Trendy Entertainment will be called Chromatic Games... And they've announced a follow-up to Dungeon Defenders. This is called Dungeon Defenders Awakened. It's being crowdfunded on Kickstarter. And they're looking for $250,000. I don't know why they need money, but whatever. You have the fuzzy armor ad again. Yeah, well. uh, It's uh, what? Copy of the game is at... Oh, is this a free-to-play game? So it's like... Oh, here you go. $17 $17 is the early bird way to get the game. 20 bucks if you want uh if you miss out on the early bird, early bird, excuse me. And if you want to spend lots of money, $10,000 gets you the King Queen of Etheria. Make citizens revel in your might as one of the mighty kings, queens of Etheria, celebrate at the game's official launch party. We'll even cover up to $800 of your travel expenses. Um so why don't you just reduce the pledge amount by $800. Uh, you'll be listed on the official credits as an executive producer. Last but not least, have your name forever etched into Ethereum lore. 
books as one of the default hero names. Woo. Okay. So there you go. And that's what they're doing. We got stories, path of destinies coming to Xbox one. You may remember this was on PS three, PS four, excuse me, PS four and PC. Uh, I believe it was a PlayStation plus game. So a lot of people have it, but if you'd like to play as X pirate Renardo in a game where it's like kind of a linear RPG until you die. And then you have to go and make some different decisions and then you play again and you make some different decisions and, and so forth. So it's, it's not like one of those where it's like you, you feel like you have to kind of guess at what sort of decisions you should have made and do the right run. It's more of like a, you, as you keep playing, you learn things and that what, gives you more options in the future playthroughs so uh, you can check that out uh we got a review up for the ps4 version it'll be out on xbox one on march 22nd you uh, saw the trailer for this and i'm like that's really interesting i'm like yes you've seen me play some of it yeah i didn't remember him playing any of this it's it is good and i've always meant to get back to playing it more and finishing it because uh it's cool looks cool uh anna mm-hmm. kelly Yes. There's a prequel to your favorite game last year. And it's going to be on iOS and Android. I don't know if your favorite games, but yeah. Well, Octopath I... Traveler prequel. Yeah. And it's cool looking like you have. So it's eight people mm-hmm. just like Octopath because it's Octopath. And um, we've seen all eight of them in the trailer. And even cooler is in combat, all eight of them are there. So there's four people in the front and four people in the back and they're all building up their um, dot meters and they're doing all of the things they do in Octopath Traveler and they have new path things and I'm really excited for this. Oh, and they also announced that they're making a console sequel. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll increase the pacing. 2D HD. HD 2D. So this is a free-to-play game. Yeah, Are you so, worried, Anna? So the way that I was reading this and the the problem is, is they weren't super clear. So everybody seems to be interpreting a little bit different is it's going to be sort of a episodic game where the first episode is free and then you pay for the other ones. Maybe you pay for each uh, chapter you want to go in and you don't have to do them all. Hard to say. Um, or there's some sort of gotcha mechanic and it's going to suck. Woo. I mean, it's a single-player RPG. What would the gotcha I love, mechanic I do? love the Japanese trailer. It just ends, and it says, single-play RPG on the front. It's like, um, so you can play it once, and if you die, then you're done? Does the game delete itself? <laughs> no, apparently not. It's just uh, bad English. <laughs> uh, Octopath Traveler. Well, that's, a, that's exciting for some folks. Yeah. I should play Octopath. Yeah. Yeah. I need to finish it. Yeah. God I just haven't th- had a chance to. Hey, uh, Costume Quest has a TV show now. Costume Quest has a TV show now. It's on Netflix? It's on Amazon? Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's okay. up now. Yeah. So, if you Costume watch it, Quest, let us know what you think. That RPG from Double Fine that came out of a game jam that they did, now it's a TV show. That's really cool. Because, you know what? Double Fine games kind of all feel like Saturday morning cartoons. So, mm-hmm. it's cool to see one kind of become one. Uh, put I out the cycle on the hot TV show, show, please. What do you want? I want a brutal legend. Brutal Saturday legends. All right. Cartoon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we have a God Eater review up where Alex kind of gives it a middling review. Um, God Eater three. God Eater three gets a three out of five. And uh, we have Kingdom Hearts story so far collection has more units in stock, 
and, and coming it's to available other stores. on and it's available in different countries now because when it originally released it was u.s only we uh, kind of walked through all of its contents earlier as we looked at the yes, we did. things that were in the two constituent parts of it so you know what's in there uh sword art online hollow realization is coming to switch in may is and... this the one that's like a shooter i don't know yeah this is the most recent one okay is it any good Okay. Mm, I think Alex gave it a pretty middling review. Yeah. All right, so it's as good as God Eater. I shouldn't make that <laughs> sort of comparison, should I? <laughs> nope. It looks flashy. I don't know if it's any good or not. So <coughs> there you go. Um, Azure Saga Pathfinder. It's coming to Switch. Is this like Pathfinder the RPG? This is the one that has. It, it looks like a. Like the story parts are visual novel, the the exploration part is a little basic, but then the battle system looks like it's very vanillaware inspired. So it's a sci-fi fantasy game, think um, uh, Star Ocean, and it's got two and a half D um, gameplay elements, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's one of those like. You know those sorts of animation styles where it looks like they drew a fancy character and then put him into Flash and kind of put pivot points on parts of the picture, and so they just mm-hmm. kind of swirl around? Yeah. That's your, uh, yeah. But uh, is this a TRPG or no? I don't know. There's fishing, Anna, so you're into it, Woo-hoo! right? <laughs> That's all it takes for you. <laughs> I don't know. You might like this. Based. Yeah. And it's got like a kind of a low budget vanillaware style to it, if you ask me. Yeah. That's what I thought. As your saga, Pathfinder on the Switch coming March 21st. A lot of March stuff coming. Jeez. All right. Oh, and NIS America has a press conference on Monday. So stay Woo-hoo. tuned. You'll see news about that. What do you, what do you think they're going to announce? Any ideas? Um, they're well. going to announce the Alliance Alive HD on Switch. Oh, okay then. Well, Switch and PS4 and PC. Yeah, that means more people will play it. Mm-hmm. So we had a question of the week last week of what game did you buy and regret buying it? Uh, Kitaka wrote in and said, Hey guys, long time listener, first time answerer. Game I regret the most buying at full price would be Metal Max Xeno. Oh um, man, I feel for you. <laughs> while it was released cheaper, in Canada anyway, MSRP at 50 bucks instead of our usual 80 bucks, it, it's still uh, $50 that I should not have spent. I was hyped that we finally got a new game in the series in America and wanted to encourage the developer, but when I heard you guys say how crappy it was, that put me on the verge of canceling my pre-order. But against my better judgment, I did not, because I thought, I am not very critical, and I kind of like Metal Max Saga on PS2. I might still enjoy Xeno. Oh boy, big mistake. Bonus one. When I was collecting RPGs, I bought a ton of them at launch, regardless of the reviews. So I got some gems, like the Collector Edition of Winch and the Hundred Knight, and uh, Trinity Universe. Ooh. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) I I feel your pain on Metal Max Xeno. That was not fun. (laughs) <laughs> Lulwoop says, I regret buying the ultimate muscle wrestling game for GameCube for full price. I honestly have no idea why I ever bought it to begin with. What a waste of $60. Platime, Playtime, Plate, Plate, Platimi, Platim. That's Matt. Platium 3. <laughs> we have to figure out how to pronounce this thing. Playtime. 
That's my that's the one I'm going with today. Final Fantasy twelve. I know I'm in the or I'm definitely in the minority, but playing this game too often became a let's play before let's plays were even a thing. It was more watching than playing. Stupid demo in Dragon Quest eight seemed okay. Then I buy the full game and set my gambits and lost interest immediately. Worst game I ever played till the end. But I paid full price, so I kept going. I recall the Halloween I played it, and I kept getting up to answer the door to pass out candy, and I never paused. My wife looked on and questioned why I was even playing, as the game did just fine without me present when I got up and walked away. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, he, he didn't get into much later in the game where you can't necessarily rely on all the he gambits. He said he finished. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, double yeah. Mind. I know. Victor says, if I truly enjoy a game, I won't regret playing, paying full price for it. I don't regret paying $90 for a scarce copy of Radiant Historia for the original DS from a third-party seller when it got reprinted for $30 roughly a month later and then remade on 3DS years later because I greatly enjoyed playing Radiant Historia. Well, I don't regret blowing $90 on it too much. I do regret playing, paying full price for Pokémon Tournament DX on the Switch. Ooh. Its story mode seems to be far more limited than I hoped it would be, and I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to play online battles. I really should have kept my $60. Yeah, me too, Victor. I think I popped it in once and played around with it and thought it was cool and never went back to it. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just wanted to support the cool fighting Pokémon game, and I want to see more of that, but I don't think we will. I just remembered I paid full price for Persona 4 Ultimax just to get the uh, Terra cards. <laughs> nice. Hey, but you got something you wanted at least. Yeah, but I popped the game in once. And oh. I, I, it was like literally paying $60 for Terra cards and a, maybe... uh, mm. the inflatable teddy that I have oh, still have in its sack because I don't want it to get ruined. Yeah, we inflated that and had it out for a year or two. I think I finally convinced Anna to put it away. Should they split really the tarot cards it. with like Persona Q? Yep. I don't even remember yep. what the other yep. one was. Yep. Yeah. I have both of them. <sighs> Strawberry Egg says there isn't an anime adaptation of Shin Megami Tensei, though there are a few manga adaptations. Maybe Kelly is talking about the anime OAV of Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei. It's an adaptation of the original novel that the entire video game franchise spawned from. It still boggles my mind that the Mega Ten meta series started as a series of kind of trashy novels. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yeah. Anna? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. All right. Hmm. Should I? No, I don't need to go find it. All right. There's already a good Devil Survivor Two anime series, though I've heard it is. Excuse me. There is already a Devil Survivor Two anime series, though I've heard it isn't very good as for the question of the week i can't really think of any game that i've regretted buying at full price there were some games i didn't enjoy that much but they weren't expensive i almost considered hyrule warriors for the wii u but that was a gift oh what's wrong with hyrule warriors it's not as good as fire emblem warriors mm, you played it plenty you played it twice what you played it on 3ds too didn't you no oh you just got it on 3ds too yeah i don't remember who bought it for me i think it might have been you mm-hmm because you asked me to. Featherhoof says, I feel I should clarify... Oh, maybe I want... I don't know. I feel I should clarify general, generally, says Featherhoof. I also skew more JRPG than any other permutation of RPG as well. The exception being Bioware games, as the original Mass Effect trilogy are all my favorite... Oh, excuse me. Are my all-time favorite games. But beyond that, stuff like Final Fantasy, 
Tales of, Trails Games, Breath of Fires, Dragon Quest, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the Mana Series, Pokemon, and the like. I like how Tokyo Mirage Sessions is in there like it's a series. Tokyo really... Mirage Session is an amazing game. But it's just one game. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> You know, it's like I and the like like are there other I games like that don't game <laughs> like support banking but man that game needs a release on switch so bad. it does uh, yes and the like it, are totally it just my sold jam. so badly in japan oh, uh, did it? it sold badly in north america too I, I didn't think it did that bad in north america considering it was on the wii u for a third party game yeah no i mean it, it did much better units, than it did in japan I, yeah no it it did better in north america and europe than it did in asia SMT Sharp horribly. FE. All right. Uh, and I understand these things are entirely subjective. I was just trying to make a joke because it was a very strange correlation, I noticed. Um, I don't know what Featherhoof is responding to here. So remember how last week Featherhoof said that we seem to hate every game that Featherhoof loves? Oh, okay. And we were like, well, we kind of skew JRPG. And uh, yeah, it's an opinion. Yeah. And games can be not good for us, but still be good. All right, well. That that was last week. Oh, that was awkward and hard to follow. I shouldn't have read that. All right, cool. (laughs) My feelings on Anthem may be colored in a favorable light because, for whatever reason, across the 15-plus hours I've been able to devote to it since launch. Oh, right. He he was upset about Anthem. Um, Well, and we trashed um, the Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah, that's it. Hey, I'm busy. Don't judge me. I've only had 15 hours. I've only come across a single bug, the sound dropout bug. No crashes or other bugs. Or anything I keep seeing screened about all over the inner tubes. I don't know if it's because I play on PC or because I'm extremely lucky or what. I wonder if it is because you play on PC. I think it is. I haven't heard as much about PC problems. PS4 seem... I don't know if PS4 is the worst or if it's just mo- most people have it on PS4. Yeah, and thus know. are complaining the loud, loudest. But yeah, the PS4... I. I played a little bit of the beta on PC and I didn't have anywhere near as many problems as I did on PS4. Interesting. But um, I have no clue. He also says, also, let me say, hashtag Team Score Bunny. Yes! Yes! Quote, question of the week. The game I regret buying at launch for full price would definitely be Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy I'd ever bought, not played, but bought, and I fell right into the pre-launch hype. Even played that Final Fantasy VIII demo a million times. Then I got the game and I wasn't having any fun. At some point, I found I kept playing it just for completionism's sake and because I was hoping there'd be another Laguna segment, which there were criminally not enough of. Amen. Uh, It was the first time I'd been introduced to the idea, maybe, just maybe, you're not going to enjoy every entry in a series or not every entry in a series you love is going to be good, in your opinion. Yeah, I got to the second disc of eight and I was like, why am I playing this? It's the only one I've never revisited. Yeah, I have I stuck with it because I got into the love story. And I like the the orchestrated music. Chris is a romantic. Yeah, I know, right? Um, My memory of 8 is I was playing it in the middle of college, like right in the lead up to exams. And so I stopped playing it for like two or three weeks because of exams and moving after, you know, like I swapped apartments afterwards. And when I came back a month later, I couldn't remember what the hell was going on anymore. Just never came back. My memory of 8 is renting it and being like, wow, it takes two minutes to draw magic. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then realizing that, no, I had rented a scratch disc. And ah. Once I swapped the disc out, I was like, okay, drawing is a little more manageable. Funny. And then getting to the second disc, having the game freeze on me, and then me not touching it again until I bought it like a year later. 
I mean, at that point, until very recently, it's like, why wouldn't I try to play every game, especially the popular ones? So there was no question that I was going to finish FF8, but I very clearly didn't like it as much as 6, which I also felt that way about 7, and I felt that way about 9. Why can't games be good again? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't say that. All right. Uh, FF10 was the first Final Fantasy that I then was like, oh, I actually enjoyed that. I, I get to the planes and then I feel like I don't know why I'm playing it anymore. That's fine. It's just, it didn't look like pixelized garbage the whole time through. <sighs> and then 12 came out and it's like, oh, this is very pixelized too. Okay. Pixelated. Pixelized. Hey, do we have a question of the week? Uh-oh. I thought of one. Um, oh, I know. Do, do you prefer Japanese or English voice acting? Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. That could work. Cool. Okay. Japanese or English VO, if you'd like to submit your answer. Podcast or epigamer.com. Call or text us at 608-729-4098. And uh, you can also um, respond to the Twitter thread. They'll be on it. And you can post in the show thread over at rpgamer.com. Or for that matter, just what VO do you prefer in case there's like a French voice track that you prefer if you're Canadian or I don't well, know. I mean, uh, all right, yeah. The problem is, is it's going to be European French. Japanese or local VO. And so this is obviously about Japanese games, Japanese created games. Do you prefer the Japanese vo- voiceover or the or your local language voiceover? Whew. Um, so, suddenly, I'm ahead. wondering about. I, I, I'm remembering uh, Jason. Jason in my head, and I'm wondering if that was different in all the different languages. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. My brain is fried. What game are you talking from heavy about? Rain? From yeah. heavy rain, yeah. Jason, um, con context. Yeah, heavy rain. You're Sorry. shouting for your kid because you've lost him. Ah, uh, thank you. It's Jason. like half the damn game. All right, so um. Let's see. New releases. What do we got? Let's look over at Tech Gaming. Devil May Cry 5? Uh, oh, Dissidia NT Free Edition. What? Yeah, oh, yeah so it's <laughs> it's like Heroes of the Storm where there's going to be like a rotating cast of free characters that you can play. Are you going to try it, Anna? I have the real game. You do? Yeah. Oh. Same time you bought those 23andMe kits, it was on sale for like fourteen ninety nine. You should play that. Yeah. You could be Shantoto. <laughs> All right. Path of Exile Synthesis. New Path of Exile. Ooh, that could get me off of Diablo. <laughs> but only kind of, sort of. The Caligula Effect. The well, Caligula Effect the Overdose will not get me off Diablo. But what about you, Anna? Um, I'm debating it. Because I want to play it, even though the reviews are all. Oh, Okay. Uh, the Wizards Enhanced Edition. I don't know what that is. Um, VR. Okay. And Tom Clancy, The Division 2. Um, I'm sure Jonathan will be talking about that when we have him on the show next. Oh, are we going to talk about government shutdowns again? Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep hearing good things about Division 2, but I think I'm going to resist this time and not, not get sucked into it and be disappointed. Besides. Do you do you do you guys have a favorite Switch release this week? I think mine is Mahjong Stories Vampire Romance. Mm. <laughs> Were you the one that posted screenshots of that to Twitter? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> okay, somebody did. Yeah. 
just saw that and I'm like, oh man, there, there's some interesting stuff in the Switch store. I'm going to play my little writing champion. <laughs> well, okay. No. Uh, over on Xbox, uh, Switch has a Caligula effect as well. Xbox One's getting Path of Exile as well. Uh, Double McCry 5, Lego Marvel Collection, and Division 2. Um, Trails of Cold Steel Decisive Edition comes out on PS4 this week. It does? I think so. Mm. Here, let's check some of the other lists to confirm that. Although I like that there's yep. a whole bunch of people that have typoed it as Trials of Cold Steel. The Trials of Cold Steel. That's a pretty good title, too. <coughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yep. Tra- trials of Cold Steel, Decisive Edition. And trails. Trials. Trails. No, it's uh, it's a crossover of Trials. You have to drive a motorcycle, and it's really hard to land. Yeah. I, uh, no, no actually... March twenty sixth. Trials of Cold Steel. You have to your your horses. You're riding the horses in that plane, and it's over. It's very difficult, and you have to land them properly. Otherwise, you land on your back, and you have to start over. Because um, I know that's something you do in those games, sort of, kind of. All right, Kirby's Extract Pick Yarn coming to 3ds. Not an RPG, but Anna, are you going to play that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. You haven't decided. Okay. She's I'm up. probably going to play Woolly World before I play Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, it's like Crafted World comes out at the end of the month. So well, I, I mean, if wanna... you want to do them in order, it's Epic Yarn, Woolly World, and Crafted World. I played Woolly World already. You didn't finish it. Yes, I did. Oh, you have the 3D. Oh, right. I had the 3DS version. Right. Remember how many conversations have we had so about many me times. playing the 3DS version yeah. because I got tired of you throwing me in the lava? Yeah, it's you're mean. <laughs> you're so mean to me. Yeah, because I don't let you throw me in the lava. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Ooh, the city's coming to PC as well. All right. As is Caligula and Division 2. So those are your options. You've got Caligula, Division 2, Decidia, Extra Epic Yarns, um, and Trials of Cold Steel Decisive Edition. What does that even mean, Decisive Edition? What's decisive about it? It's got all of the voice acting and all the quality of life improvements. Is this... This is a... Is this an HD remaster? No. Yes. Maybe. It's a PS4 remaster of the PS3 game. So what if you want to play the second Trails of Cold Steel? It's coming out later this year. Also with Steelbook and crazy stuff? Yeah. Or do I just buy the... Is this the same as the PC version? Basically, It's PC version plus. Plus, so it's better than the PC version? Yeah, it's got some additional tweaks. Are they going to add those things back to the PC version? No idea. I I think they said that they were, yeah, that there was going to be a patch to upgrade the PC version with whatever the extra thing was. I ended up just getting the PS3 versions because they were really cheap. Mm -hmm. There's a turbo mode to explore the map at double speed and battle at four speed. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, I need that. Yeah, it's in the PC version, too. Oh, it's already in the PC version. Okay. Mm-hmm. I opted for affordability, not convenience, unfortunately. Oh, see what you... D- well, you don't have to, but um, I always wait and get them on sale on PC. Yeah. Wow, it really is listed as Trials of Cold Steel here on game... Oh, wow. All right. Uh, That's it for new releases. Hey, Josh, what you playing this week? Uh, same old, same old, man. FF9 and Anthem. I need to get done with one of those. <laughs> Fair enough. Anna, what are you going to play? 
Um, Dragon Quest Builders, and then kind of continuing through my, hey, I have a bunch of games physically I haven't played. Somehow my sister-in-law found a Peggy version of Lost Sphere. That's right. So Go play that. I, I want to play that as well. All right. I will try and make a decision about this Kingdom Hearts thing if I'm going to take the plunge or not. And I don't know what else. Um, uh, my, I am available for consultation. Oh, good. Via PMs. <laughs> I'll just I'll consult. Twenty four seven. Just call you like. You'll call me like I'm having a Kingdom Hearts crisis. <laughs> Calm Kingdom, down. What? Can you answer when I call you? Can you answer Kingdom Hearts crisis line? This is Kelly. Yes, I, I will answer it just like that. And, you know, calm down. Which is game of the series are you on? Oh, co- coded. Yeah, you might want to skip that. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. I will need your support. <laughs> oh, I'm just overwhelmed by Dumbo. Help me. Um, let's see. So many movies coming out in March that we're gonna want to go to the theater. I, I am not interested in that Dumbo reboot at all. <laughs> Does it have racist crows in it? Probably not, but I'm not really interested in all of the humans that are in it because the original movie barely had any human element to it, so... Well, you need verisimilitude. What it... Come on. No? No. Oh, look, sad elephant. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, it's Tim Burton. Oh, dear goodness. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll pass on that. I don't know who wrote this in here, but Caligula Effect is with an E. You'll note that I have a theme going. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't read the other ones. And watch it. We were, my husband and I were watching Nightmare Before Christmas last night. And I was like, man, remember when Tim Burton movies were good? This is Christmas. Night. Did you not like Willy Wonka? I actually didn't mind that version of Willy Wonka. Danny DeVito's in this. Yeah, he's the ring. He's oh, the ringmaster. Okay. And um, somebody has a monkey in a drawer. Okay. <laughs> he used to be Batman. Someone, please help me. Yeah, I know who you mean. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Thank you. It's a Tim Burton movie, so you know, always uses the same actors. Hey, at least it doesn't have Johnny Depp in it. Are you sure? Maybe Johnny Depp is the elephant. You don't know. You can never be sure. <laughs> oh, all right. We should end this show. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, we'll see you next week. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, did I get what everyone's playing? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you missed me. Oh, Kelly, what are you playing? Um, I definitely need to put more time in the Trails of Cold Steel. Tri- Trials of Old Steel. Yep. Of Old Got Steel. It. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, thank you everybody we will see you next week until then remember if you walk upright when boarding you're getting on to something if you sit into a seat from the door you're getting into something what what are you talking about came up in localization this week okay Uh. all right now you are all localization masters. If you want to be Pokemon masters, go watch the marathon on Twitch. And uh, if you want to uh, be Keyblade masters, um, wait for me to start playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.